Welcome to the podcast. This is Rick Thomas, and you are listening to Your Daily Drive. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I have a question for you, something I want you to think about. The question is, is God harassing you? For those of you who are familiar with 2 Corinthians chapter 12, then you know where I get the word harassing from. Paul said that the Lord, in his mercy to him, he sent Paul, a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass him. Paul was theocentric. He was God-centered. Though Satan was the one that was doing the harassing, God is the one who was orchestrating. It kind of reminds me of the book of Job. Satan was the one that was harassing, but it was God who was behind it all. God is always behind it all, whatever your all may be, and sometimes we feel harassed. And so I'm asking the question, is God harassing you? Because of his wonderful mercy to us, he puts us in places where we cannot fix our problems And from this position of weakness, he perfects his strength. That's what I want us to think about. I want to give you a case study here. I want to work with a marriage. But if you're not married, that's okay. You can apply these concepts to wherever you may be in your journey with God. And so let me get into it, but I want to say hello to Tom Tom is on his way to work right now, listening to this podcast. Tom, good morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tom called into the office a couple of days ago, Tom Wells, a couple of days ago, and uh, he was updating his membership, and he said that he, if I heard this correctly, he said that he listens to the podcast on his drive to work. And so, Tom, I just wanted to say hey and thank you uh, for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your encouraging words, and thank you also, Tom, for supporting this ministry. I want you to know what you probably already know, but I want you to know that you are one of the people, one of the persons that makes this ministry go. It can't benefit anyone without you. I can produce content all day long, and I feel like I do. But without the underwriters that help us to buy the things that we need to get it out there freely to those who love it, benefit, use it, share it. Well, without you, Tom, that can't happen. And so thank you for updating your membership Thank you for your encouraging words, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm sure that wasn't expected today, but I am encouraged, and I wanted to give you a personal note of gratitude. If you want to read this podcast, you can go to rickthomas.net. The title of it is the same as the podcast, asking the question, Is God Harassing You?, Marriage is the perfect place for the Lord to accomplish this type of kindness. The kindness that I'm talking about is putting you in a place where you cannot fix the problem. I actually wrote this article for a friend in a difficult marriage. He asked me specifically, he said, do you have any 
articles on our marriage that would help. And and so I wrote this for him and sent it to him. And I said, read this. If you can master this, it may not change your spouse, but that's not the point. God has never sent us out to anyone to change them. That is not our job. And if you try to change someone, whether it's your spouse, your child, your parent, your friend, whoever it may be, you'll probably do damage to the relationship because that is not your call. It is not your job description. Only God can change people. 2 Timothy 2, verses 24 and 25, make a note of it. God grants repentance. And if you try to fix or try to change someone, you're probably going to blow up the relationship. Counselors need to know this. You need to relax. You need to pump the brakes. Husband, wife, if that is your focus to fix the other person, it probably will not go well. And so that is not your starting point. Let me give you a case study, and and we'll get into this, and i Truly hope it benefits a lot of people. Biff is your typical control freak. He loves having things go his way, and he exudes confidence in his methods and strategies. He has good reason to be confident because he is living the American dream. As an adult, Biff has not known personal suffering. He has a huge home, a pretty wife, and two nice cars. His kids are under control, and from all perspectives, from the outside looking in, they look like a model family. They serve in their local church and enjoy two or three vacations a year for the glory of God. There is little that they cannot do. Biff's standard response when asked how things are going is, quote, God is good, end quote. But there is a chink in Biff's armor. What people do not know is that Biff and Mabel do not get along. Their life is primarily a facade, and sadly, their friends have not been either discerning enough or courageous enough to get up into their business. The real problem is that Biff can't control his wife, and he is angry about it. Though Biff is a gifted man, he's also a proud and self-deceived man. God is good, and God has blessed Biff. But Biff subtly, subtly believes that his life has turned out the way it was because of his methods and strategies. This worldview becomes apparent when you take a closer look at how he responds to his wife, Primarily, if Biff does not get his way with his wife, he reacts in anger. Reminds me of a Mick Jagger tune from the Rolling Stones. It goes like this, under my thumb, the girl who once had me down, under my thumb, the girl who once pushed me around. Well, Biff's not going to tolerate an unsubmissive wife the way that he interprets submission, and he's going to keep her under his thumb. The gospel informs us that we are helpless without God. Though Biff will tell you that we are dependent on God, 
he doesn't believe it in his heart of hearts. You see, in Luke 6.45, it says, From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we can discern a person's belief system by observing their actions. And so even though Biff will tell you that we are dependent upon God, it's not true. It's not functionally true for him. Therefore, it's not true in his heart of hearts. Though he can ace a Theology 101 exam, his working theology surfaces when his wife does not immediately respond or acquiesce to his preferences. The short story is is that he can't control her by making her conform to the person that he wants her to be. In the divine wisdom of God, he gave Biff a wife who compliments him perfectly. And I really want you to hear this. She is a perfect complement to him. The word compliment comes from the word suitable in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, where God said that he would make a helper who is suitable for Adam. Your wife is God's sovereign kindness to you. Whether you knew it when you got married or maybe you even had doubts about the person that you were marrying, but the truth is God is sovereign. He is, he is in control. He works his plan perfectly, and Biff has a wife who compliments him perfectly, but the problem is God's interpretation of perfect and Biff's interpretation of perfect are two different things. And so sadly, Biff does not see this. He sees his wife more as a combatant than a helper. Sometimes God's kindness comes to us through personal suffering to save us from ourselves. This idea is the case with Biff. And it most definitely was the case with the Apostle Paul. Let me go back to the text that I was referring to. It is 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to give you verse number 7. I paraphrased it earlier. Here's the exact text. Paul said, So, to keep me from being too elated by the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me. There's the word, and it's why I titled the podcast, Is God Harassing You? A messenger of Satan to harass me to keep me from being too elated. Paul's problems like my problem. A propensity to be proud, the temptation to be proud. No doubt Paul was a blessed man, but he also was a wise and humble man. He knew his gifts, his blessings, his strengths could be the source of his most significant temptations. And so it is with many of us. We might be more vigilant guarding those sinful, what we perceive as sinful temptations, those negative things, but sometimes we are not as vigilant guarding the blessings, our strengths, our gifts, the things that we do well. And as Oswald Chambers said, an unguarded strength is a double weakness. Biff has an unguarded strength, and it is doubly uh, crippling him. 
It is essential for us to know that with much gifting, we should be all the more discerning and circumspect. Biff is the classic example of a man who began believing his press clippings. He had suddenly forgotten the gospel. For Biff to change, he will need to see his wife as a gift from God rather than a thorn in the flesh. God gave her to him for his good. She is God's gift to Biff to help him and serve him to compliment him. We are complementarians. Biff and Mabel are equal under the eyes of God, and they need to cooperate with each other as they mutually and reciprocally serve each other so that they can grow up into a beautiful one-flesh union that looks like Christ in the church. Paul needed to embrace the weakness that God drew out of him through this thorn for him to enjoy strength in God rather than strength in himself. Biff will have to do the same. Rather than trying to press his wife into his version and understanding of submission to fuel his self-sufficiency, he'll have to humble himself by embracing the weakness of a servant. Does that sound like Christ? It is. The thought of weakness repulses Biff. He will not see or apply the gospel to his life in that way. He's too wrapped up in himself, his abilities, his looks, his possessions, to see and embrace the kindness of God, how God has, what God has given him through his wife. Paul said, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness Paul went on to say, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly for my wife. I kind of inserted that right there. Maybe you wives should say for my husband. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. Why? So that the power of Christ may rest upon me, Paul said. For the sake of Christ, he continues, I am content with weakness insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Here's the punchline. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Is God harassing you? Do you need to talk? Go to rickthomas.net. It would be a joy to serve you. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net. RickThomas.net